0: Okay, so I'm not going to go into what fatal is for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, because honestly, you should be allowed to live in that world. Hello, and Welcome once again to House of Bards my name is Alex and I'm Beth and uh, it's it's been a while since we last recorded but not like normal ridiculous hiatus length mm. um,
1: it's just been a few weeks because of difficulties I've had with getting Wednesday afternoon off specifically yeah
0: because we normally record which on, is when we yeah, tend to record the we normally record on, on Wednesday evening we have on occasion done it on other times. Um, Mm. I'm sure that those of you who listened to one of the recent podcasts, I think the one, two before this, uh, would have heard the time that we recorded on Friday afternoon rather than Wednesday evening. And there's just like loads of Tweety birds in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Because they're still awake.
1: Yeah. It's just, you know, I'm settling into a new job that has unusual... Um, times when I'm at work and that tend to change very often. So sometimes I get Wednesday off or I get Wednesday afternoon off, and then sometimes I don't. And for the past couple of weeks, I just haven't. Beth is on which a is fine.
0: zero hour contract because she's a victim yeah. of capitalism.
1: Yeah, yeah. You should all feel yeah. very sorry for her. Yeah, I'd get a Patreon up, but like, yeah. what the fuck? What the fuck are you giving me money for? Like,
0: I mean, <laughs> there well, are people who need it more. Presumably, like, you'd be giving—they'd be giving you money for this. But in order for that to actually be worthwhile, you'd have to like, we would have to do the, the podcast regularly, which we would only be able yeah. to do when the Patreon was making enough money that you could be paid not to have a job. So it doesn't really yeah. make a huge amount of sense to do.
1: Yeah, I mean, one like one day, I'll, hopefully I'll get that webcomic up and running and then you can give me money for that.
0: And yeah then, <laughs>
1: yeah it's all gonna work out one day guys one day i'll be able to maybe afford a house and a car who am i kidding no n- no one in this generation is going to be able to afford anything no. I like how, let's do a little preamble and then it's just complains about capitalism yeah yeah that's fair
0: so this episode um the uh the 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 tank as we called a giant google doc which is full of ideas for the podcast said talk about unusual game themes and to be honest mm. this is basically going to end up being like a sort of an episode of cool games inc which i, I mean, didn't like it's... two episodes ago and now i do that was true then this is true now people change now i'm a lamp uh,
1: you know a vet like bet, don't worry guys eventually i'm gonna get them sucked deep into adventures on hell and then you'll just be trapped forever and like killed. I'm he'll, probably going like, to
0: listen to the Adventure Zone at some point, provided like I get some of the rest of you to watch Temple of the Lava Bears.
1: That's true. Uh, okay, right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair.
0: <laughs> like I don't feel that there's any shame in us trying to share around like
1: D&D nah, podcasts, right, yeah. especially right, like, between right, the two right. of us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. We should again. We should do an episode where we we recommend this stuff like what what are you gonna listen to when we're on hiata- When we're on an unexpectedly long hiatus next time maybe this anyway yeah uh... yeah th- this i this is like a it was sort of i'd been listening to cool games inc and i was like huh i wonder if we could do this idea but with like unusual game ideas or scenario ideas or, or something similar yeah. like that and i kind of pitched the idea and alex was like Hey, I like that, and I was like, I did kind of steal it from Cool Games Inc. And I was like, like, let's it, do not
0: it... do that, like immediately after the episode where I said that mm-hmm. I don't like McElroy podcasts. So we're actually doing it an episode after the episode after that episode, yeah. which is fine.
1: But it's it's not necessarily like it, like it is a different.
0: I feel like you're just digging the hole deeper here, Beth.
1: Yeah, but we're not we're not we're not copying. We're just taking inspiration from i
0: feel like it's fine if we're just doing an yeah. episode of it because it is like their yeah. entire thing
1: yeah whereas we're just like that's just how we're not going to turn into like cool
0: we... tabletop games inc that's not yeah like yeah if this is fun maybe we'll do another one like 20 episodes down the road or something but it's not going to be yeah. like the main focus of the podcast or anything yeah. we're but just going to do know, this for an episode because it's a cool yeah.
1: idea it's a cool idea and it's a fun idea hopefully this will be a funny episode and...
0: yeah i'm
1: maybe. pretty tired but
0: i'll try to be funny.
1: <laughs> We'll try our best to be funny, guys.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. But, you know, mostly we're just going to here's a goofy idea. And the thing is, sometimes, like, I also think this is a good episode to do after coming up with your first ever scenario episode, because... We just keep getting bigger, some of right? These, some of these. Like, if you take one of these ideas and you apply it seriously to, like, a one-shot or something that you do, I would love to hear from you, because I'm sure there are going to be some wacky ideas in here.
0: Yeah.
1: And you know all of these ideas i'm just gonna put it down right now we are like you know the these are free ideas to you but some of them may be shit yeah like, <laughs> I, I feel <laughs> like
0: some of these ideas if we come up with something good enough i might like try and make but only mm-hmm. in as much as i will take as good a stab at it as any of you might
1: yeah listen. like this you are is... free
0: to have a crack at any of these ideas um obviously i would say given that these are ideas that we're going to be coming up with, if any of you do make, like, a a rule pamphlet or something for them, we'd probably be really interested to see that. But don't feel like you have to... I mean, obviously, like, it would be nice to see us credited, but, like, don't feel you have to, like, pay us or anything, because that would be extreme. Mm -hmm. But I think, first, given that this is ostensibly still an episode about unusual game themes, we should probably talk about, like, game themes in general and how they are often unusual
1: mm-hmm.
0: so the thing about tabletop gaming is that it's got a very broad spectrum of yeah. things that it can be about and it's all imaginary which means that the limits are indeed your imagination mm-hmm. and a lot of it involves people interacting with each other or rather simulations of people interacting with each other which means that as long as that's a thing that's included you can basically have like pretty much anything as your underlying theme So, you have Dungeons & Dragons, obviously. Yeah. Which is, like, about, like, um, Tolkien-esque, sword and sorcery-ish type adventures. Sometimes, even though, like, obviously you can change a whole load about that. And what else? Um, There's Call of Cthulhu, which is about um, Lovecraftian investigators in the 1920s, 1890s, or modern day, generally, um, investigating... uh, Generally spooky and sometimes Lovecraftian horrors. There's um, White Wolf's World of Darkness, which is about a young adult fiction style um, uh, hidden world of supernatural creatures like werewolves and vampires and wizards and shit. Yeah. There's uh, what else? There's Traveler. Traveler. Tra- yeah. Traveler, which is a designed to be like pulpy 1950s science fiction simulation but mm. I think as I've said before you can play it as like anything from Star Wars to Star Trek to Firefly to Galaxy Quest mm. um, so that's that, that's pretty cool um, what else? What else is like weirder? Um, there's GURPS which can be themed to almost anything literally anything, anything. yeah yep. um,
1: um. I have previously brought up car lesbians on the show before. Uh,
0: yeah, I don't know is I don't, about I don't, lesbians. I don't, and I don't cars. know that we need to like get into that fully, but like yeah, that's that's
1: No, yeah, like that's that's a weird idea.
0: Mm-hmm. Um what else? I'm trying to think of like some of the weirder ones that I've seen. I mean, obviously there's stuff like fatal, but we don't talk about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not let's not talk about the game that should not be named. Yeah.
0: That said, I think there are probably like lighter theme like lighter um, sex themed games but <laughs> That's... like i feel like there are now especially with the internet like certain contexts under which you would encounter the right kind of group to play something like that but i don't know that i've ever been in that position
1: yeah i'm oh god i'm just thinking about the like I'm like the first uh, like this is i guess this is a dnd story but like my cousin was telling me about this game of Fatal that he played. Is this the first time like, you encountered Fatal? This is, the first, this is my first encounter with Fatal. Okay, so as, I'm think. not
0: going to go into what Fatal is for anybody who doesn't know what we're talking about, because honestly, you should be allowed to live in that world. But let's say <laughs> yeah, uh, should, yeah. this is a game for which the stat anal circumference is oh my God. both existent and at times important
1: so bad it's just it's so bad and it's like a lot of the character creation is randomized to an extent i suppose so which
0: makes about as much sense as fatal ever makes
1: yeah and it, it's just like it's so bad yeah. and it's like The story I was told was just like, that is the most horrendous thing I've ever heard (laughs) happening at a tabletop without anybody wanting it to. Without the player who did the thing and the thing that, and the player that it happened to and the DM as well. Like, nobody wanted that to happen. Like, and it was bad. I'm just like, that's the worst thing I've ever heard just happening. (laughs) Like, it's just awful. Like, (laughs) it's just like,
0: it's kind of a God. shame this isn't a video podcast now so that you could like see the face that I'm making.
1: I just I just think it's really like I'm basically a character got fucked to death within like the first 5 minutes of playing the game. Why would anybody like? It's just like a note. Like the DM was like, oh, "This is a thing that happens because that's just how the dice rolled." The player who raped the character to death obviously was like, "This is horrendous." And the character who got raped, their player was like, "This is horrendous." All right. We just spent thirteen hours making these characters, and is now dead. There we go. There, we go. there we go. To all of
0: those of you who were confused, Fatal is a game where apparently, with nobody involved consenting to that happening. The game can contrive a circumstance where one of you must fuck another one of you to death. That's how bad it is.
1: That's how bad is. is. I'm really it's sorry so that we brought this up. We're, yeah, but like I, like I had to share it. It's like you know when you see something really horrible and you're like, Oh yeah, like a car like, crash well, or something. And you're just like, I've, I've got to tell someone about this. And it, it, that was like kept away in my dark, dark. Heart, like and then you brought it back out by mentioning Fertile and I was like I've got to share the pain
0: okay so other games with slightly weird uh, themes um, made RPG made RPG. yeah although made RPG is like kind of just like D&D but they're all maids which is weird but not
1: yeah but it's also all randomized as well so it's like
0: I guess but I was thinking of um, Worldwide Wrestling
1: Oh, which which yeah.
0: is literally what it sounds like. It's you're all... Um, the, the GM is called creative because they're, mm-hmm. like, the writers. And then um, the rest of the players are, like, all wrestlers in this wrestling franchise. And you basically, like, write wrestling storylines together via role-playing. And the idea is that one of you who isn't participating in... The fight at hand is always doing commentary and stuff like that. I actually like um, Maxi for those of you who remember Maxi from the few episodes she's been on. is uh, is really into wrestling, like much much like me. So I kind of like want to do a game of bars where we play worldwide wrestling at some point.
1: Uh, absolutely, why not? Let's it it do sounds that. good.
0: And actually, like the beta rules, which are reasonably close to the final rules, are actually available for free. So good. I'm like, oh okay. wow, this is this is really neat anyway um i'm trying to think like what what other kinds of like weird rpg are there i
1: don't know it's it's difficult to kind of like there's definitely stuff that's unique out there but it's difficult to think of specific yeah ones it's almost like there isn't enough sometimes i guess there's
0: paranoia i don't like i really do not like the idea of paranoia but it's original i definitely admit that
1: um, this fiasco, which basically you can yeah. get anyone to play, which is like
0: like what I don't I don't d- know fiasco.
1: You don't you don't know fiasco? Okay, right. Fiasco <laughs> is, I guess it's kind of like very light on the actual like mechanics of it. But basically, you have the each players get dice and they're color dependent. So you have white dice and red dice. Yeah. Um, but basically, you it's kind of like framed like you're in a movie almost, but you're in like a disaster or a fiasco movie or something like that. Hmm. So each um dice represents either something bad that will happen to you or something good that will happen to you. And you sort of pass them around each player and stuff like that. Like you all start with a certain pool and a certain mix. Like like I think it's five and you get like two bad dice and like three good dice. <laughs> Obviously, the higher your good rolls, the better the good thing that happens to you, and the higher your um bad rolls, the worse the thing that happens to you. So you get six on a red dice, okay, that's some one really bad thing's gonna happen to you. All right, Also like that. I I think it's something like that. Well, in that same th- like, there's a good tabletop episode of it where they they do actually play a fiasco, and it's like a, a pretty good episode. It's one of the better, better episodes they've done. So. Nice.
0: Uh, I was, I was yeah, thinking yeah, like, like in, go, in, in the same sort of vein. Then there's also Apocalypse World. Yeah, which is kind of like that, except it's all about like a uh, an apocalypse which yeah. which could be any kind of like um post apocalyptic setting it could be zombies it could be uh post nuclear um mm. it could be like magic gas cloud or mm-hmm. some shit Mad
1: Max kind of just the world went just the world went yeah. nuts one day. Yeah like
0: Mad Max well, Mad Max is is kind of like a non nuclear like post nuclear isn't
1: it Yeah it's I th- Mad Max is I think basically what happened was a lot of resources sort of ran out. Oh, yeah, I think that's what happens in Mad Max. Yeah, um, and basically everyone in Australia just goes, up Bananas, so... <laughs> and immediately, like, well... I don't know why they base a lot of their culture on... I'll have to rewatch some of the Mad Max movies, but, like, you know... Well, I mean, that, I, that can, sort of I feel happen. like
0: probably the main reason is that they're in Australia, and, like, the yeah. outback in Australia is huge and empty... So it is pretty big it yeah. makes sense that you would base parts of your culture on means that you can actually like travel around quickly to get to dwindling resources yeah even though those means are themselves based on a dwindling resource
1: yeah hmm. but you know that's 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 the hmm. you know but as well there are lots of system that systems that use there are lots of games that use the um apocalypse world system yeah um there's you know there's dungeon world which is your more typical like
0: yeah, Dungeon World is like Dungeons & Dragons, but done in that kind of system.
1: Yeah. And then there's, like, um, Monster Hearts and Saga of the Icelanders and mm. I think a superhero one called Capes, Oh, maybe? yeah, like,
0: there's a whole lot of superhero RPGs as well. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, there's also, like, a bunch of, um, like, licensed RPG systems. Like, there's a whole load of mm. Star Wars ones. Um I think there was a Firefly one at one point. Hmm, there's a Ghostbusters one. Oh, you see, like that—that that would probably actually be kind of cool.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, it—it. It, I know there's a Dresden Files one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I Dressed mean, and Files obviously, too. the Dresden Files sometimes they don't always work that well as games, and sometimes they need a bit of tweaking from an experienced DM. Yeah, like but um, generally, these things are pretty fun. I,
0: I think the only reason why the Star Wars ones got good is that there have been legitimately that many of them that, that yeah. they've like managed to get it right eventually mm. but oh god like what else I'm, I'm kind of like looking at like all of the boxes of video games on mm. like on my shelf just to be like how many of these have had licensed adaptations like dragon age did although the dragon mm-hmm. age um rpg i feel is kind of like just tweaked dungeons and dragons or dungeon world but in yeah I'd in agree with Thedas, that. Mm. which i'm not really that interested in because i'm not really that interested in dragon age mm. Uh, oh, there's Blades in the Dark, which mm-hmm. uh, my buddy Nile always wanted us to to play, and uh, before I left Belfast, we never really actually got round to it, which is, oh. like, Assassins.
1: Yeah. I know Marvel's got one, which I think is just called the Marvel Roleplaying System. It's got a pretty boring name.
0: I heard um, that one's actually reasonably decent.
1: It is, yeah. I've heard so, yeah. I've never played it because I wouldn't... But, like, Marvel also has, like, the good setup of, like, you could have multiple universes... So you can basically just pick and choose what versions of like the characters you want. Mm. Like this is a version where bad writing de- this is a universe where bad writing decisions don't happen.
0: Mm. But then you've got to like stick to that, not make any yourself. That's not true. include any of your, that... like favorite pet ones where you're like I know this was bad, but it did a thing that I thirst for, so. Yeah. <laughs> think what else I, I don't believe there's been a licensed um wolfenstein rpg but there have been a lot no. of um rpg ideas that have involved nazis uh yeah generally the uh murdering thereof or yeah, the evading is, thereof but yeah. sometimes also the being thereof unfortunately
1: you know it's weird to me that there's never been a licensed pokemon one i feel that some obviously must exist oh yeah definitely, definitely.
0: there'll be like fan games that,
1: uh, that oh I've yeah! Won. In fact, I've heard. It's of like some. there's yeah, there's not a Harry Potter one. Which and I, the reason why there isn't a Harry Potter one is because J.K. Rowling does not like tabletop role playing games, which makes me really sad. Um, but uh, that's why they'll never license one, unfortunately, until her, like I assume, her unfortunate timely death, which will be awful. Well, but, that like,
0: depends on what her estate decide to do with the rights, though.
1: That's true, but I kind of feel like
0: I feel like. Um, She's kept control of enough of them that like um Warner Brothers couldn't just license one themselves.
1: that's true but mm. it's kind of, it's it is sort of but I
0: guess that's a that's a good opportunity to talk about how like if there isn't a licensed game, mm-hmm. there will often be like an open source fan game for for yeah. that concept like.
1: Cause they 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 can't stop the fan fiction. They
0: can't. It's true.
1: Although actually legally they can, and you should be always terrified of that. But legally,
0: yeah,
1: like there's a pre. I mean, there's like a precedent. Like we're get we're getting into some shit now. But like legally, yes, there is a precedent for like stopping people writing fan fiction and creating fan content. Yeah. But also legally, there's a precedent for for our yeah, rights and for, fair use. For,
0: for not like it's a yeah. It's a tricky balance and. A lot mm. of it just comes down to the attitudes of the individual, like original content creator in question.
1: Yeah, like J.K. Rowling isn't going to stop you making a fan no game. Assumingly, you don't make money. Assuming obviously you don't make any money from yeah. it. Um, just like Stephanie Mayer wouldn't, but um, Anne Rice on the other uh, hand, Rice might. Yeah, and and Rice would not only sue you. I assume it would be like trial by combat, and she may actually kill you. Like. Maybe. You know, yeah, it's like if you want to
0: like uh, s- do like a uh, an an, an Anne rice uh, RPG, just like play vampire and make a custom world. It seems yeah. safer.
1: <laughs> yeah. Although here's our first idea for uh, again, mm. you play. It's it's the nineteen nineties. You play fanfic authors trying to avoid um legal pursuits from writers as you publish your fan fiction and fanzines on the internet
0: so i feel like the problem <laughs> is that quite a lot of the people who potentially are like fans of this podcast would just be like you know that uh, that image macro that i really love the one from the incredibles
1: I can't do this not again. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: It's, it, it's For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, I'll probably, like, stick it up on the screen. But yeah. I love that whenever, like, a particular aspect of fandom culture becomes resurgent, somebody who was there the first time posts that image. <laughs> I
1: know. No, but so many people forget this. Like, so many people... Oh, yeah, like, fun, fandom like... culture
0: is 100% cyclical.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, and it's, it's interesting because... And it's interesting to look at anywhere because... Yeah. You, it's important to know this stuff anywhere, and it's interesting to learn about fan culture anyway because fan culture is interesting to learn about but yeah it's a it's
0: a a really like like, interesting and vibrant microculture with its own history
1: yeah but like i remember like this is like after the 90s where things are kind of calmed down a bit because jk rowling was like oh you want to write fan fiction about something i wrote i actually really like that idea that's really nice and flattering thank you And everyone was like, oh, well, I guess we kind of have to, like...
0: Well, there was that. There was also the fact that, like, once you get out of the 90s, there were a decent... Well, not a decent number, but there were at least some popular authors who themselves Mm. got started as fan fiction authors. Mm. So, like, the attitude just sort of naturally changed. Mm. And, I mean, like, that's also the case in, like, things like television. Because we've all heard that story about how Rebecca Sugar, like, drew... um, sexy invader sim fan art
1: <laughs> yeah
0: i mean i hope we've all heard that story if you hadn't heard that story well now you know
1: yeah. i don't think that was I how mean, she got um,
0: started but that was a thing that yeah. happened
1: yeah but like you know like most people now are, who are going into these industries now professionally yeah well i think a lot, going...
0: the, a lot of the, uh, the the industries that involve like working with other people have figured out that you that suppressing fan culture at least fan creator culture, is generally Mm. speaking a bad idea because that's actually where your employee base comes from now.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I can name several comic book artists who got their start drawing fan art, and, yes, some of it was definitely pornographic. Like, Mm -hmm. um, Rickon, I think, got started doing um, fan art and stuff like that. And um, I think they've recently designed a bunch of statues for, like statuettes coming up. I can't... it's someone doing that anyway. Um, you know lots of other people like got their start doing fan art and stuff like that and some of it was maybe sexy fan art and it's just sort of accepted as like well yeah at least they know a lot about anatomy like (laughs) you know and it's same for a lot of the writers. a lot of the writers I know were fans... some of the writers now were fans before they became creators. you've got Kelly Thompson who does Hawkeye at the minute um, I actually knew her first from a podcast, a fan podcast that she used to do where she talked to some other women about the representation of female characters in comics. Like that's where I know her from. Was a contributor from that podcast, mm. and she's not the only one as well. Like I like oh yeah, I know that. Like um, I know James Tinian the Third was like pretty popular in the fan circuit from going to cons and stuff like that, and then he got his break writing like some comics some like comics now he writes detective comics which is literally the best comic DC's write like one of the best comic that DC's la- relaunched with like these people you know and it's like as well Steven Moffat used to be a Doctor Who fan like he's the most yeah, obvious but it doesn't example work every time No no but you know Peter Capaldi used to be a fan of Doctor Who mm. like David Tennant used to be a fan of. I feel Doctor like who. Doctor Who
0: is a special case because it's been going that long that like pretty yeah. much anybody who gets involved with it for any length of time now was a fan of it at some point.
1: <laughs> that's true, yeah. But it, it's coming around to like Power Rangers again. Like a lot of the actors who are entering and being Power Rangers now are too young to have watched the original Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, and they've just always known as Power Rangers assisting thing that's just sort of been going on forever. Hmm yeah like that that blows my mind as well like you know um a lot of people who do a lot of the magical girl anime and manga stuff now were sailor moon fans which is why a lot of stuff now is kind of sailor moon like inspired like you know like a lot of people like oh yeah i really like this you know
0: so while we were talking about that um i thought of some more Uh, tabletop RPGs with interesting concepts. Uh,
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Spycraft. Okay. And also a load of others that I remembered at the time, but have since forgotten because I was listening to you talk about Sailor Moon. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Yeah.
1: No, let's come up with our own ideas then. Well, no, hang on.
0: There are a few though. There's there's a variant on Call of Cthulhu called Delta Green, which is uh, generally set either in the modern day or in, like, the late 90s and the idea of delta green is rather than being specifically a um an rpg about lovecraftian investigators you're basically the x-files like it's about uh depending on the era of delta green you play it's either you're about you're a a government organization or an ex-government organization who have like sort of sanctioned gone rogue like basically there was a fuck up and now you're not allowed to be accountable to the US government because, like, they don't want to have to deal with your shit. But you still have to, like, try and find funding to, like, stop the eldritch horrors from happening. Hmm. Um, which is... Well, I'm...
1: Because ima- I've been watching Archer a lot lately. I'm kind of imagining that, but instead of spy stuff, they fight eldritch horrors. Hmm. Because, I mean, that basically any... Any role-playing game is eventually going to go in that direction anywhere. Like everyone's just going to play a variant from a character from Archer to an extent that, that, to be honest, right, you're all going to play kind of an awful person, Hmm. right? Like if you were like, like the like if there was like, I'm sure there's like a James Bond-esque role-playing game. Yeah, Uh, I've heard you
0: can play Spycraft James Bondy. Like Spycraft is another one of those ones where you can sort of like shift. Shift a, a like theme based on what you want. Like there's um, there's a Counter Monkey episode where Spoony tells a story about Spycraft, and he says that you could play it like James Bond, or from James Bond all the way to Austin Powers, and then he says like the way we played it was more like Metal Gear Solid. Which to me like <laughs> struck me as like there's a v- great variation in theme that you can have by uh, maybe, yeah by like some of these games, which is important I think to mention when we're mm-hmm. talking about unusual themes. You're like it doesn't have to be a game to itself. Yeah, you could definitely like, like change an existing game to have a variant. Like I was talking about Traveller. You know, it can be Star Wars, Star mm-hmm. Trek, Firefly, Galaxy Quest. It depends how yeah. it, like where and how you want it want it to be. Mm. Were you going to say something?
1: um no it's sort of the idea of like i feel like because any tabletop role playing everyone knows this any tabletop role playing goes is you go out to play lord of the rings and you end up playing monty python and the holy grail right there's a
0: very good meme um Mm. called generally it's called like what i made what the dm saw what i played because it's usually about player characters it can also there's a variant that's also about games yeah. And generally the idea of, of the meme is that you made a character with a certain thing in mind and yeah. then that will be functionally different to what the GM and the party think you were trying to do and yeah. what you actually end up playing, which is also different.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, like... I
0: made a couple based on characters that I made.
1: Mm. You know, but it, it's, it's like that, that kind of thing, like you will do that in a James Bond sparker. You will set out to like maybe play james bond yeah but you will end up playing archer like that yeah it's
0: like you're you're going to be a bit sillier than james bond and like maybe you're not going to be austin powers silly but yeah either you're archer silly if it's the players who are being sillier than they ought to be or you're going to be metal gear solid silly because it's the gm being sillier than they ought to be <laughs> yeah i feel like that's an you're appropriate like... Like, <laughs> like like way to to put it out so
1: yeah
0: other interesting um uh, uh like themes for games um there's uh Gamma World which is basically Fallout it's not quite Fallout but like if you go further back in like the chain of things that like inspired Fallout there's Mad Max which it also isn't like and there's A Boy and His Dog as his dog which it probably is like but not in the ways that A Boy and His Dog is like really fucking horrible and has lost a lot of its literary merit. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: Seriously though that 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 film is is fucked.
1: Didn't he like eat his girlfriend in the end No, or he he, like he that? fed his
0: girlfriend to his talking dog.
1: That's fucked up. Yeah.
0: It's it's not good. Um also uh oh god what's it called? It's it's something dogs I think. It's about um Mormons sort of in like an alternate uh 19th century America. Oh what's it called? Oh the, um, dogs in the vineyard I think
1: ah uh, yeah
0: yeah dogs in the vineyard uh, which I've heard like described as being very good in the like um, it, it, it's a western basically but an alternate history like indie narrativist Western and the reason why it gets like so many accolades is that it uses a very innovative um, mechanical style. There's also uh, Cyberpunk 2020, Shadowrun, um uh, what else? Oh, right, uh the same the system that both Legend of the Five Rings, which is about like not quite kung fu movies but like that sort of mm. vaguely pulpy um east asian like setting and yeah. um Seventh Sea are based on, which is a very good system. Seventh Sea is Really good as well. It's out of print at the moment, I think, which is unfortunate. But it's it's about um, magic pirates in like vaguely like would uh, mm. um, Europe. Yeah. Uh, that so that one's really good. I, I don't I think you'd have to look on like Amazon or eBay to try and find copies though because Seventh uh, uh, Sea at least is out of print, and I think Legends of the Five Rings as well. Mm. Um, there's a doctor who rpg called time lord uh, i don't know how good it is yeah. but you know
1: yeah i kind of see that being very like because everyone's just gonna want to play well a time lord. well the thing
0: is like it's from the sylvester mccoy era so it might just be straight bad <laughs> but also like at that era you could reasonably have everybody play a time lord and it'd be fine
1: yeah i know but it's just gonna be like it's going to be that kind of a thing where like well, what's the point in just being a normal human and being someone's companion yeah. do you know what i mean unless I it's know, unless gonna... it's
0: like you're playing the people who like the time lord or even the doctor himself turns up to find
1: where you're yeah. having
0: like some kind of thing like i could see it being yeah good. yeah i've heard the wheel of time yeah. rpg is pretty good hmm. um I'm just trying to see like is there anything else i I don't know if there's uh like obviously there's warhammer fantasy roleplay i don't know if there's 40k war, war, uh, roleplay as well
1: there's there's definitely there's like dark heresy and stuff like that isn't there and uh
0: oh yeah yeah dark heresy and yeah oh dark heresy is actually part of a line that literally is 40k roleplay
1: yeah
0: there's dark heresy rogue trader death watch and black crusade oh and also only war yeah. from 2012. yes nice well there you go so yeah. definitely if you want a like a, a silly setting like uh 40k because 40k is really fucking silly it is it is it's like i i'm actually kind of scared of people who take 40k seriously <laughs> cuz it's like no
1: you mean like every man on the internet takes 40k seriously so, every I feel man is like who's there in are the 40K k are um, like
0: in there who don't take 40k seriously and just don't realize that like all of their mates are not taking it seriously ironically
1: yeah yeah (laughs) um here's here's an here's an i'd like something that i don't think they've that's ever been done before a a role-playing game where you all play disney princesses like the, the idea of a disney princess
0: that would be cool except like wouldn't you have like like what would the actual setting be
1: like i'm not sure it's it's this like presumably a pseudo fantasy fairy tale thing, yeah it, unless... it it makes sense
0: as a game to have if you like if you and the gm have a writing style that lends itself to like fairy tales and folk
1: tales on Un- i mean unless of course you're going to do the enchanted route where you're taking these characters movies. that would be cool actually yeah Like, like, Disney princesses, the princes, the sort of talking animals and the Disney villains, and you put them into the real world and have them interact with real world shit.
0: That would be really cool, actually.
1: And and the the kind of, like, weird superpowers that it kind of implies. Like, you know, Disney princesses, low-key kind of have, like...
0: Well, I mean, in Enchanted, like, don't they have that thing where... um, God, what's her name? Giselle? Yeah. Where, like, she's so upbeat that she can make people like stay together. Like she she gets a pair of divorcees back together or something and like yeah, 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 she yeah. has that thing where um the animals all like rally to her when she sings, which is a fairly common like yeah. thing that Disney princesses are portrayed as having.
1: Yeah. But she gets everyone to join in with like a big musical number as well. Yeah. But there's also so- that
0: thing where like she tries to fix the guy's um apartment by doing that. And she succeeds, but because it's in like New York, instead of getting, like, you know, little birds and rabbits from out of the forest, she gets, like, cockroaches and rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they still help, and it works fine, but it's disgusting. <laughs> yeah!
1: <laughs> Which is, like, part of the inherent comedy of that. I think of, like, the talking animals and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, so like, like, this ha-
0: sounds really cool, actually. I I can definitely see this working, because you could, Yeah. Uh, and the interesting thing about it, of course, is that you, you immediately have either a back canon of like characters who could just be used like not only the yeah. entire disney canon but also like pretty much any female protagonist of like a grim fairy tale or whatever yeah but also you could like just actively make those things up
1: yeah and it's like you know you've got like the dwarves from Snow White the seven dwarves like that that you could be a dwarf maybe you could be a merperson like the, it's got so much scope it does yeah i
0: i kind of like this idea
1: yeah and and you've got like um you know someone could play basil the great mouse detective mm. because he's like a mouse well i feel like also like,
0: if we're going to expand it wider to like cartoon characters in general you, we're kind of getting into the uh the the territory where you could just play toon which is That's, also yeah, an the, interesting yeah. like rpg yeah. thing
1: yeah Okay, okay, right. Well, sticking to, to to Disney, you know, you could play one of the talking animals or the animal sidekicks mm. because they don't tend to talk nowadays. Obviously, you've got the princes who have their like combat capabilities and their like hmm. extremely high look skills in most parts. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of like a Disney prince who does it, who wouldn't have like really high look and charisma, and I'm like none of them. Like,
0: well, I mean, yeah, I feel like that's that's a problem. Like, some of the more recent ones, because like. A lot of the older ones definitely are like um, toned down, played straight versions of Gaston.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah and some yeah. of the
0: more recent ones are like like that, except they swap out like strength for dexterity or something. Or they're not yeah. quite as morally yeah. upstanding.
1: Yeah. Like, you know, you've got like, like obviously, like, um, Aladdin has like dex and charisma. Yeah. Aladdin's a bard, basically. Yeah, I, I think Aladdin
0: <laughs> definitely is a bard.
1: Well, he's not, he can't, well, no. I would, The genie's more of a bard. Mm, no, no. The genie's like a, an incredibly high-level bard, if you think about Maybe, it. Maybe,
0: but I feel like the genie is like, I mean, I suppose Aladdin could be like a warlock, because... Yeah, because he yeah, yeah, he's a warlock, and he he has in a Faustine pact
1: with the genie, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, anyway, the point of this no. episode isn't to think of everything in terms of D&D.
1: No, it's not, you're right. Um. Anyway. So it, and they're like, you know, so you've got a Disney prince who you can be, um, yeah. And then you've you've got like um, you could do one where you all play Disney villains, which would be fucking awesome. Yeah, that would be right? really good if you were like that would be that would be amazing yeah. in any setting. It wouldn't matter what it was. That would be fucking amazing if you played Disney villain.
0: Yeah, just because of like the massive diversity of Disney villains. I feel like the villains are often like much more diverse. Like not only diverse which is a problem that disney has but also like just diverse in who they are and why they're evil
1: yeah and like what they can do as well like you know if you you think about classic you could have like classes be like the evil queen Hmm. um see which class um you could have
0: classes who like are just they don't have any special powers they're just a person with like (laughs) you know how in one punch man saitama doesn't actually have any like superpowers he's just like really really well trained so you could have like Uh, villains like captain hook who are like like he's just a pirate right
1: he's just a pirate yeah
0: (laughs) it's like he's scary and evil and good at being an evil scary pirate but he's just Mm. a pirate
1: you know you have um dr facilia who is he's a warlock like literally um (laughs) like we joke about characters being in fast packs but like Doctor Facilier is legitimately in like a pact with packs with evil spirits, yeah. and that's what brings about his downfall in the end. Like that's, yeah, you know, you know. Mm. Um, and but basically, your job is to stop the happy ever after. Yeah. That's, that's you know. I feel all like,
0: to an extent, of course, given that this wouldn't be an official Disney licensed product, you could um, open it up to include like um, concepts from DreamWorks and Don Bluth.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like birds with teeth.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> toothy
1: bird class. We don't, we don't <laughs> talk about that. Um.
0: But also, like, I don't know. You, you could have like some aspect of being sent into the real world where you're like a dog sent from heaven or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be weird, oh. but you know,
1: yeah, that
0: that that could be like because you could also have like the thing where like some of the animals who talk like they have like human friends. Yeah, and it's like okay, maybe you're one of the human friends, and like your job is to gain, like, level up and gain powers through being shown this this world. It's like yeah. maybe, maybe you're yeah. not one of the 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 princesses or the villains or wh- whoever we're bringing in from like this fictional world. Maybe you're like a, a real person as far as the narrative is concerned, hmm. but you're being drawn into this. Yeah, I feel like that definitely um, could be interesting.
1: Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah.
0: Because it sounds boring, right? It, it sounds like, oh, yeah. everybody else gets to be... But th- here's the thing, right? When you play um, Star Wars, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't want to be a Jedi. There's always going to yeah. be somebody who's like, well, I like playing Jedi, but I want to be like Han Solo or something. Yeah. Or like uh, Rex is his name. I think there are some like cool clone troopers in like the Clone Wars cartoon or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um, it's kind of why... And I'll talk about this in a minute because, you know, we talk about like making up um, things. It's why when I drafted the idea for a Pacific Rim RPG, I left in the possibility of not being a Jaeger pilot because I was like,
1: "Yeah,
0: Jaegers are fucking cool, but Ron Perlman is cool as well. So there's yeah, there's always going to be that one person who wants to be Hannibal Chow.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, there's always going to be the one person who wants to be Newt or yeah, new, new, um, yeah.
0: Newt or uh, Tendo Choi as well. I think was the, uh, the yeah, yeah, one yeah I went for. And also the um, the journalist from the um, Year Zero comic, I think was the other one I allowed for. Because beyond that, there aren't actually a huge number of like non Jäger pilot characters in Pacific Rim.
1: No, I mean, which makes sense because that's that's what it's about. You know, you're talking about the the meat of your. Yeah,
0: it's true. It's true, but like I can definitely see people wanting to be Newton Herman or. Hannibal Chow or hmm. Tendo Choi to an extent like I, I kind of get the idea that you know there might be people who want to be like the 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 boss and they're like well I I want to like well not the boss because obviously he's not the boss but you know the 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 um coordinator
1: yeah I don't know yeah uh, I th- you know cool.
0: so so but where, by the where way was I was I wondering
1: what I was going to watch on Friday night now and I'm like you know what I'm going to do I'm going to re-watch Pacific Rim that's going to be my movie now yeah, on Friday night <laughs> it,
0: it's it's a good movie it's actually my favorite It's movie. a movie <laughs> I really love Pacific Rim, which is kind of why, like, I tried to make this thing in the first place. But anyway, my point was that, like, even though in theory being like the um, uh, the Arthur Dent of one of these like universes sounds not that interesting, for people who really like to role play, it could be an interesting role to take on take on because, like, not only are you the person who can always ask questions f- about things that need to be established without breaking character. But mm. also you get to watch yourself like slowly become part of this world. Because like in the later like Arthur Dent himself is not like well he, he typifies it in that he doesn't stay an Arthur Dent the whole way. Like yeah. he learns to get more comfortable with the world he's been thrust into. Um, he learns to fly at one point, although that's apparently a thing that all humans can do. <laughs> Um, But then he starts like teaching it to other people. Like he teaches his girlfriend to do it at one point. So it's it's like the point is he gets more comfortable and more proficient with the world that he's thrust into. And a lot of other Arthur Dents do that as well. Like um, Bill Baggins is definitely an Arthur Dent.
1: Uh, Hold up. You, right. I know you mentioned, like, I had no idea that that was a plot point in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Humans being, all humans being able to fly, they just don't know it is also something in Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> okay,
0: so um, just, just... so real briefly, in The Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy, there is a yeah. joke. I think yeah. it turns up in Fit the Third, so which would be, yeah. oh God, which book would that be based off? Because the first two fits, obviously, were just, that was the radio series. And then the first two books yeah. were based off that. And then the remaining three, original books were just books. And Dirk Mags made the radio series based on them. Oh God, what was it based on? Um, life, the universe and everything. That's it. Mm. So in yeah. life, the universe and everything, there is a point where there's this joke that the like primary thing about flying is that it involves knowing how to throw yourself at the ground and miss. <laughs> and that <laughs> you can then continue to fly for as long as you don't think about the fact that you're flying. Because if you do too much, then physics will start paying attention and ask you what the fuck you think you're doing <laughs> <laughs> and like Arthur discovers this by accident after I think it's after he like falls off the flying party
1: mm.
0: I think so um, no yeah. no he flies to the flying party so it must have been like after he gets out of the um, the 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 mountain where I want to say Agrajag lives uh, yeah he gets out of the mountain Maragra lives, and he starts right. flying um, but like the idea is that that's actually something that all beings capable of sapient thought are capable of doing because all it requires you doing is not thinking about the fact that you're flying after I mean I guess you need to move around as well yeah so it's like he's still an Arthur Dent because he hasn't actually gained any like special powers of his own beyond what could be theoretically afforded to any everyman yeah which is kind of critical to the Arthur Dent Archetype. Yeah. It's like Bilbo Baggins, like a lot of his. Well, I mean, obviously he's not human, but a lot of his, like, superhuman abilities come from equipment that he gains. Yeah. Like Sting and the Ring, rather than from within him. He's not, like, he's not the chosen one. He's not special. He has some abilities that. But those are still, like, terrestrial abilities to have. And he doesn't want to go on an adventure, but he, like, gets more comfortable with the world that he's been thrust into which i think is an important plot development and to bring this back to the point that's the archetype that you would be playing probably yeah with like being this kid um who gets like thrust into this into this world
1: uh, yeah yeah so there's that yeah um, i was just thinking
0: actually i was looking on my um, my shelf at books and i was like there's a whole load of um fictional uh, particularly fantasy universes, and I feel like particularly young adult fantasy tends to do this slightly more without getting into like hard sci-fi mm. of like universes that actually have a reasonably like um well laid out infrastructure for like magic or some other set of abilities that would probably be just fine to run a, a yeah. role playing game in. Like um for instance the magic in Skullduggery Pleasant has a bunch of rules that are explicitly stated in the text that could be like pulled together into rules for a tabletop game.
1: That's Just true, like, yeah. Uh, what else does?
0: Um, the Bartimaeus trilogy as well has mm. like rules about how djinn work and about how summoning like spirits works and who what you what you can and can't do as a magician or as Mm-mm. somebody who's magician adjacent.
1: You think that's like a uh, northern lights kind of I mean I think actually there is, yeah. I'm pretty sure there is. For Americans you don't know we talk about, the Golden Compass. Yeah, yeah
0: um <laughs> His Dark Materials, which is the yeah, full His Dark name Materials. Of the, yeah. I think there is a His Dark Materials RPG.
1: Yeah, there's gotta be one. I've,
0: I've got like five books open, I can just look it up. Um His Dark Materials RPG system. Uh well maybe not an official one, but Yeah. But definitely people have had a crack at it.
1: Yeah, duh. Um Here's, here's a here's a, a wacky idea. Um, you play cats in a cat cafe, right? Right, we're we following. Okay. But all but also it kind of is like the somewhat randomized system in made RPG and and other ones like it, where you randomly roll a superpower as a cat, and abilities as a cat, so your cat can end up being. Oh, and I think I think the goal of this tabletop game is it's a competitive game and your your goal is to make it so that you are the most popular cat in the cat cafe. Like, that's your goal and you're competing against other players to become the most loved cat.
0: But you also have, like, a, ter- a secondary goal that you all have to work together for so it's not just all the characters, like, yeah. you know, getting at each other's throats. That's cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like you know you know, like you, you, you want the cat cafe to be success. You want to keep your owner's business in business. Yeah. But you also want to be the most popular cat in the cat cafe because you'll get the most treats, uh the most like hug time and stuff like that. You know, like you're a rescue cat and yeah. you want to be loved, you know? But you're also all in this, this for whatever reason, maybe the cat cafe this is this is just turning into a hustle cat. But like Well that's the thing, is it's...
0: like i I I'm presuming that you brought up um cat cafes because of Neko Atsume originally, but now I'm just thinking more yeah. and more about Hustle Cat, and I'm like...
1: I know, yeah. Hustle Cat and would you're, actually you're...
0: be, like, kind of cool as a, a setting for...
1: Hustle Cat would be fucking awesome. Like, Hustle Cat could conceivably work as, like, a White Wolf-esque game, except instead of playing wizards, you play magic cats. Like... <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, well... Ma- cat Cats who... Magical people who work at a magical cafe and sometimes you can learn how to become a magical human and also a magical cat. Mm. Man. To be honest, I, I love... kind of like
0: the idea of a Hustle Cat like RPG just because you could play actual Hustle Cat but not have Avery like reverse the curse immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You
0: could play Hustle Cat correctly is what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> I know you get to be... like, I know in one of the endings Avery gets to be cat-like... Cat buddies with um oh what's her name the the girl with the long hair oh um Finley Finley yeah you get you get to be um like Instagram famous cats with like uh you get you get oh, like right, spo- okay, spoilers yeah. for Finley's route because she's Jelly Bean isn't she yeah so you get to be like Instagram cat oh she she's she's Jelly together. Donut, that's her name yeah she's Jelly Donut, yeah yeah
0: well that's that would be cool
1: yeah yeah and it's just you know you're you're a you're a cat. Hmm. That turns into a human that has magical powers that are randomised, and <laughs> you've got to become the most popular cat in the cat cafe, but also make sure that the cat cafe doesn't close down. But also, yeah, I like the idea of Hustle Cat, the tabletop RPG. <laughs> yeah,
0: because there's there's lore in Hustle Hustle Cat that like yeah you know, probably would like stand up to the kind of scrutiny that you need for an RPG. Yeah.
1: yeah!